This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Mike Smith in for Simi Sarah as we continue talking about the breaking news at this hour now as the government announces uh, no-fault auto insurance for British Columbia. The bottom line, the government says they're going to cut the lawyers out of the equation here largely. Uh, It will result in savings to ICBC, which they say they will pass on to you. They don't have to pay all those lawyers anymore so that means that you would get a rate cut on your icbc premiums and the government saying they will increase the benefits that you would receive if you are injured in an auto accident that's how they're going to sell this yeah big changes at icbc yeah that is an understatement let's check in with keith baldry now who's been covering this for global news keith thanks a lot for coming in good to be here me. so the government doesn't want to call this uh, no fault no. insurance they don't want to use that language they call this enhanced coverage or enhanced care. Yes, is what I, they call. I, I, the news conference is still ongoing. I just left there. David Eby, just as I was leaving, David Eby, the Attorney General, said, I know some of you are going to call this no-fault insurance, but it's not no-fault because someone will be at fault in these accidents. No-fault is a misnomer. It is referred to uh, in other systems as no-fault, but the, the big characteristic of what's called no-fault insurance isn't so much about fault. It's about the fact you cannot sue the other driver unless that driver was convicted of impaired driving or or dangerous driving in the, that led to the collision that you have. Right. So that's the big thing. You're right. This is chiefly aimed at taking the lawyers out of the equation oh, yeah. and taking the steadily rising legal costs out of ICBC's bottom line. They attribute legal costs to be more than a billion dollars a year. Um, a lot of that is going to disappear. And you're right. They're going to try to sell this uh, by using the figure $400, the average saving to your premium. It kicks in May tw- uh, 2021, so it's not going to happen for a while. Uh, uh, but, uh, no, this is the biggest change uh, to auto insurance in the history of ICBC. Yeah, for sure. And the government's saying that you're going to start seeing some benefits right away. So they're saying that this year's rate hike will be zero. Zero. Zero percent. So... You know, people got to love that. You know, we were bracing for a bit, another big rate hike mm-hmm. here. He's saying that's not going to happen. And then next year, he's saying that the rates start going the other way. You get a rate cut. So your auto insurance premiums will go down. That's right? what they're claiming. And that's on average, an average decline of $400 starting next year. Uh, but uh, rate freezes, uh, you go back to the 90s when the, the NDP tried to do this in 1997 and it fell apart oh, because of strong opposition from the disability community and from the trial lawyers who had a very well-funded, well-organized campaign. I expect the lawyers here to go ballistic again in the face of this. But I have to tell you, the presentation we got from IC CBC and from government officials today, far more detailed uh, and uh, I think more well thought out than what we saw in 97. We really didn't get a lot of details in 97. Nobody really knew what we were talking about because no fault didn't really exist in provinces, most provinces in 1997. It was a new animal. Well, no fault insurance has been in play in Saskatchewan now for years and they have some of the lowest insurance premiums in the country. So uh, the government today able to say, well, we looked at Saskatchewan and Manitoba. Look, they're paying less than we are in BC. So we're, we're going to go their way. They were able to do that in 97. So I think they're going to have a better success selling this today than they did uh, back then. I remember covering the no-fault debate back in the 90s. Again, it was another NDP government. And you're right. I mean, the, the trial lawyers were mad as hell, obviously, and they will be again. But I think the key one was, as you mentioned, it was the backlash from disabled groups in British Columbia, people who represent people who got brain injuries or mm-hmm. uh, rendered paraplegic in, in terrible car accidents. And they were mad as hell about uh, the prospect of no-fault insurance in BC. And I remember rallies where people in wheelchairs were 
yep. protesting against the government, well, and the government backed down. I mean, they folded right away. And it was interesting. This time, this time they seem to be rolling it out smarter. Oh, I think so. And it was interesting. On hand today at the news at, uh, at uh, our briefing was uh, Joy McPhail, the former uh, cabinet minister, who yeah. was a cabinet minister in the 1990s the NDP government, now the chair of the ICBC board. And her and I were having a conversation. What's different since then? Um, and she points out that uh, no fault was really an unknown animal back in the 90s. They didn't really figure out how to sell it to people. And they were taken advantage. Uh, I think they were beaten to the punch by a very well-organized campaign by the trial lawyers who enlisted the help of the disability associations. And you're right, there was demonstrations of people in wheelchairs. What's different also about today's model, now the the uh, maximum payout is $7.5 million. And it's a lifetime payment rather than a one-time sum. So I think they've addressed some of the fears that were there in, in 1997. Right. I mean, this is for people who are saying to themselves, wow, what if I'm injured in an, in an auto accident? Now I can't sue? Well, yeah, the government is saying it's okay because we're going to increase the benefits that are available to you. And they released a very detailed chart mm -hmm. of accidents benefits. You mentioned for medical and rehab, if you suffer a, a catastrophic or serious injury, maximum payout of $7.5 million, as, as you mentioned. Now, that's the maximum limit, okay? Obviously, everyone doesn't get something like that. We're talking about a catastrophic injury. But then there are new classes of uh, personal assistance expenses in a serious injury, a travel and accommodation, extended catastrophic benefits for personal care assistance, income replacement, which they are increasing. If you're off work from an auto accident, they would increase your um, temporary payments that you'd, you'd be on your income replacement. So the government kind of sweetening the pot here saying like, if you are injured, we're going to take care of you. Yeah, you won't be able to sue, but you're going to be better off anyway. Well, Plus, you're going to get cheaper car insurance at the same time. They created, I think, about nine different new categories for uh, coverage in terms of uh, accident benefits. Uh, recreational travel and accommodation, extended catastrophic benefits, uh, caregiver weekly indemnity is, is new, uh, extended catastrophic benefits is new, permanent impairment, uh, care expenses reimbursement is new, family business is new, and they have dollar amounts attached to it. Uh, even missing school time is uh is uh, new. If you yeah, if you miss school, they'll pay you for that. If you miss school from an auto accident, grief counseling uh, payments available, yes. also new. So all these new sort of categories of care and benefits that you'd receive if you are injured in an auto accident, is this going to be enough for the government to sell this to the public? I think so, because I think ICBC right now is not seen as a in particularly positive light. And I think uh, when you make a big change like this, the status quo is not acceptable to many people. A lot of people have you know their own personal stories of dealing with ICBC that aren't necessarily positive ones. But this, how do they trust ICBC now, though? I mean, if they don't trust ICBC to the start, well, now, what the, I mean. go I now think, the government's saying, well, you can trust us now because we're going to be better. Well, I think nothing speaks better than a rate cut. If you can yeah. cut if you can cut someone's rates by $400, if that's really good going to happen, I think people will sit up and take notice. The NDP, uh, one of the reasons they got elected in 96, even though it was sort of, uh, they got fewer votes than the Liberals, is Glenn Clark famously froze ICBC rates and hydro rates back then. It was an election ploy, but he kept the freeze in place for a number of years, and it was popular. Is this a broken promise from the NDP, though? They said they wouldn't yes. do this. David Eby, I think I have him on record as saying, January 2018, we're not going uh, not doing to it. Doing it. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go back to the news conference soon. I'm going to ask him if this is such a good idea. Why why didn't you do it sooner? Because uh, the presentation we got today very much accentuated the positive aspects of this, not, nothing negative about it, but it does beg the question, if it's so great, why didn't you act sooner than this? What do the Liberals say now? 
I mean, is it, are the liberals in a tough spot on this? I mean, they what are they going to say to this? They are in a tough spot. Uh, but as long as the as, the longer the NDP is in power, the more they wear the ICBC problem. It's not so much the liberal problem. But the liberals have been, I think, uh, rightly targeting ICBC as a ploy to beat the NDP over the head. I think they can still continue to do that. But I think this will make it tougher for them to do it. I'm not sure what the, the counter response okay. to the liberals is going to be. Let's go to your phone calls. George in Coquitlam. Hi. Hey, listen, guys, I can tell you personal experience. Four years case was hit as a pedestrian uh, company in the North Shore called Pettit and Company. They raped me completely. They were hired by ICBC. I had a law firm in Coquitlam, great firm, Drysdale and Company. Anyways, what, what happened was the lawyers got 50% of my six-figure uh, 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 bill, but they, they spent so much money, meeting of discovery three times, petitioning me to Supreme Court. So what, what do you think about no-fault insurance? It's the best thing coming. Okay. I'll tell you why. Because yeah. for drivers and taxpayers, it's going to bring it down. I'm originally from Manitoba. My car insurance was low, and we had great coverage. This is the great okay. thing. I'm a liberal fan. I'm not an NDP, but today I take my hats off to the NDP. This should have came because the only people, Mike, that got rich, you know, yeah. and I still have uh, uh, physical problems, are the lawyers. Mm-hmm. And they don't yeah. care. They're, yeah. they're cutthroat. They got half of my money, and I'd had a year off work, and I haven't made up for the losses. So uh, okay. all the better. Okay, George, uh, good luck in your continuing recovery there. This is kind of music to EB's ears here to hear a reaction oh, like to this. hear a reaction like that. Now, there are other people with stories of uh, how difficult it is to deal with ICBC. To well, get yeah, what I mean, there's, there's horror stories on both sides of it. Yeah, you know? but uh, the caller's right. He's the figure 50% of his uh, settlement went to lawyers. Uh, the figures ICBC gave us today is that on average, 25 to 33% of your right. settlement that's goes to lawyers. That's the typical cut yeah. that the lawyers And that's, that's now going to be gone. Ross in New West, hi. Hi, thanks for having me on. Uh, sure. I've affectionately I've been around since ICBC was started uh, way back with Pat McGear and sticking his ear and such, and I affectionately call them Moscow Mutual. But I, I echo what the last caller said. The lawyers will say, "Oh, we'll give you thirty. You know, we're only going to take thirty percent," and then they'll hand you a bill for an extra forty percent for their office and administration. So mm-hmm. the lawyers deserve what they get on this one. Well, well you're going to have the head of the trial lawyers on soon. I, you're right. They're going to be breathing fire the, the because trial lawyer, the big lawyer, losers here. The trial lawyers will say, don't trust ICBC. Mm-hmm. They're going to try and lowball you. They're going to cheat you. Whenever the government says, just take some money, you don't need to hire a lawyer, the alarm bell should start going off, and that's the time when you should be calling the, lo- the lo- lawyer's office. Well, that's, so that's, that's what the lawyers are going to say. That's one of the TV ads that's running right now. I mean, we yeah. see a lot more advertising from lawyers in oh. recent years, uh, which we never saw back in the 90s. Uh, but this is a new phenomenon, is uh, the lawyers advertising about how terrible ICBC is, because I think they saw this coming. Kevin in Vancouver, hi. Hey, I just want to say I think this is great. As long as they actually follow through with that $400 rate cut, at least mm-hmm. if I'm in an accident, I'm going to know what I'm going to get or at least have a better chance of getting a payment. If I've got a bad lawyer, I'm screwed. And so I, I think this is really, really good. I, I think thanks for the call. That rate cut is a real selling point, too. Now, that won't kick in until next year, no. right? They'll say they'll cut your Conveniently, just before year. the next provincial election. <laughs> oh, you and I differ on this, of the next election. I know you keep pushing the early election. This is another reason why I think the election is going to be in the fall of 2021, because that's after the new rate structure takes But you know effect. what? Even if the dominoes fall and there's somehow an election this year... I think this is an issue that Horgan be willing to run on, especially yep. if the Liberals go against it. You know, so I mean, I think this is a, a potentially a wedge issue that the NDP are going to like. But I think the caller is right. 
like you know show me the money mm -hmm. you know if you turn around and you cut my icbc next week next year that is by 20 percent cash money in my hand hey, well show me the money but also like that. show me that you're not you, you are settling equitably with people and fairly with people yeah. that's that's another challenge icbc has to demonstrate in, under the new structure ken in south surrey how you doing i I'm not a big NDP supporter, but I sure agree with them on this. They scored some brownie points with me on this one. I've, I've had friends who've collected money. They were virtually uninjured, and yet they got sharp lawyers, and they got some serious coin out of ICBC. And I thought to myself, somebody's paying for that. Like, yeah, well, the ratepayers you know? are paying for it because, the, the, again, the graphs we got today, legal costs have just spiked enormously the last decade, and it's the lawyers making money. So this this was inevitable, I think. David Eby's been signaling, even though he's been denying he's going to go to no fault, he's been signaling since day one he wanted to attack the legal cost, and that means attacking the lawyers, and that means going no fault. I have four callers in a row there that like the, what the government's doing here, so the government's going to love that. Shim in Langley, hi. Hey, uh, good morning, sir. Uh, I was just going to ask you, what, how is our ICBC rate compared to other provinces right now? Well, Keith, they, they did go over that in the in the lockup. They they say that the average ICBC premium right now is about nineteen hundred bucks, yeah. and they're saying that it will go down next year to an average of fifteen hundred under this plan. And th they say that's about middle of the pack among insurance companies. Uh, insurance coverage across the country compared to other provinces. But you know what? It's one of those things where the private insurance companies can spin their own numbers oh, and they'll say that we're getting ripped off. I mean, there's lots of apples and oranges. Yeah. Uh, the Insurance Bureau and David Eby have gone toe to toe on this, comparing driving uh, insurance rates across the country. It is clear, though, from what everything I can tell, Saskatchewan and Manitoba have amongst the lowest rates and they both have no fault. They got no, they got no fault. Let's go to Dave. Hey, Dave. Hey there. How are you, Mike? I'm good. Go ahead. Good. Uh, it's my understanding in the past that ICBC employees got bonuses based on how much they gave out to uh, injured people, and etc. Uh, is that going to change? Is uh, are the bonus structures at ICBC going to change? Well, you know, look, when we talk to the uh, the head of the Trial Lawyers Association. They're going to say that one of the problems we got here is ICBC has been lowballing people so that if you do get injured in an accident, they will offer you chump change to try and settle it cheap. And this is why people are lawyering up, because ICBC has been treating people unfairly. And this is the reason so many cases are going to court, and it's ICBC's fault. That's going to be the argument mm -hmm. from the trial lawyers. Uh, I, don't know about, I don't know about the bonuses, though. Uh, let's take a squeeze one more call in. Gary. Hi, Gary. Yeah, uh, put me down for no fault. Uh, for years, we've been taking, taking granted, uh, paying all this uh, money to lawyers, and uh, I think right. we've got to be tired of it. Thanks for the call. A lot of support here for No Fault Insurance, Keith. I haven't heard any negative comments about it yet, but again, proofs in the pudding. Let's, let's wait yeah. six months, or when this takes effect in May, let's, six months after that, see what happens. Thanks for coming in. All right.